0: Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds one. Trey's footer.
2: <laughs> What's up? What is up? What is up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome, welcome, welcome into the Hawksbeat podcast, episode 72 of season seven. It's your man's Edub. Uh, decided to come back live, do a live pod again. And talk about game one, man. Listen, Hawks fans, I know that you guys are still recovering. And let me know how you're feeling, man. Let me know (laughs) how you're feeling after that doozy of a game, man. Hawks get it done, 128 to 124. We're going to talk about all of those, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the bells and the whistles, and all of that jazz in today's pod, man. So uh, welcome, welcome into the podcast. Uh, if you're new to the pod, what up man? We just talk basketball here and uh you know we're just gonna have a little fun with it. We're just gonna have a little fun with it but Hawks get a huge win against a very good Philadelphia team. This is a very good Philadelphia team uh, as you saw in the second half. Uh, again, don't take any comfort in these leads that the Hawks get because leads are are, are made to be, uh, dissipated <laughs> and that is exactly what the Hawks did and, and, and you got to credit Philadelphia you got to credit uh, Doc Rivers and going to that press in the second half wow 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 and uh, I know what the Hawks are going to be working on tomorrow—how <laughs> to break the press. And uh, look, we already got somebody chiming in from YouTube. Uh, Crossfire says, "Phew, yeah, I understand. Let it out, let it out. It's all right." Um, but yeah, man, we're just going to go through the typical bells and whistles of, of a normal podcast that we normally do. If you're new to the pod, uh, basically, what we do is we kind of recap the game a little bit. We talk takeaways. Uh, we talk good, bad, and the ugly. I gave you a Fab Five, in uh, which I, th- I give you my five Hawks, who I think played the best. And I give you the player of the game. I get some uh, feedback from my Twitter and um I give you guys, you know, who I think the player of the game was. But uh, if, if, you, who, if you're if you listening right now, if you're watching right now, who is your player of the game? Shoot me your player of the game for today, and uh, we'll see uh, who gets the player of the game for the Atlanta Hawks. Certainly a lot of people deserving of that award. Um, Again, before we get started, man, a big part of what we do is on the social media front. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at HawksBeat. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, and uh we we greatly appreciate it. I'll tell you this, full disclosure. I, I I hated that the Knicks, that the Knicks didn't prolong this uh their series, man, because those podcasts that I did against the Knicks, highest rated podcast ever. <laughs> like, I don't know if Knicks fans were just mad because, you know, I have I have a, a typical, you know, I got a crew of Hawks folks that, you know, support and everything. But those podcasts that I did when the Hawks were playing the Knicks, my highest ratings ever as far as listens and, and metrics. So I got to take a moment and salute those Knicks fans, man. They really came through. Hopefully the Philly fans will come through as well. And, of course, I can't forget my loyal Hawks fans that hold me down been holding me down for seven seasons but uh yeah man how are you guys feeling after today's win Atlanta gets the dub 128 to 124 a game that was uh, uh it, it, it was drunk <laughs> especially in that fourth quarter but uh let's go back start from the beginning and we're gonna go through kind of a little brief recap I'm not gonna go through everything I kind of breeze through the recap I don't really do Too much into the bells and whistles, especially I want to get to that fourth quarter. But I'm gonna tell you this, man. The Hawks came in there and they weren't gun shy at all. Like they didn't flinch, they didn't look at the moment, and it wasn't too big for them. They came in there with their foot on the gas. Like the foot was on the gas. And I think that you really gotta credit Nate McMillan and his coaching staff for that. And listen. <laughs> Trey Young was doing Trey Young's things, right? Trey Young was doing Trey Young things and uh, a, a very uh, they put up 42 points in that first quarter, man. 42 points. starting a season, starting a series against a, a a number one seed in Philadelphia, a very tough place to play. You got all those people in the crowd. And you put up 42 in that first quarter, it couldn't have gone any better for the Hawks, man. 12 and 5 for Trey in that first quarter, five assists, no turnovers. And listen, nobody else is really dogging y'all like that. It was really just y'all couldn't do nothing with Trey. And when I say y'all, I'm talking about Philadelphia. I, you know, not saying that I'm a Hawks guy that says we, oui. I don't, I don't really do that, but. Yeah. The Sixers couldn't really do anything with Trey like that first quarter. It was it was like, OK, and I'm going to tell you what I'm, I tell you where I got to kind of bang doc on this a little bit. And, you know, I'm sure he's going to make adjustments because series are about making adjustments. He started Danny Green on Trey Young. Like, I know, listen, I mean, I'm not going to crop on Danny, D- Danny Green, this whole podcast. But Danny Green hasn't been the Danny Green of San Antonio for a very long time. Like, I mean, I didn't go back and and count the missed shots he had in that fourth quarter, but I did put out a tweet. Every time that Danny Green shoots, LeBron was saying, told you so. (laughs) Yeah, man, Danny Green is a shell of himself. Why would you put him on Trey Young knowing what Trey Young just did to these Knicks? Like, Trey Young just literally closed down the garden for the summer. <laughs> he closed down the garden for the summer, and you're going to throw Danny Green at him? Like, okay, so I, I don't want to jump to the second quarter a little bit, but by the halftime, Trey Young had 25 points. 19 of those points was on Danny Green. 19 of those points. So credit to Doc. He realized, okay, I got to make an adjustment. Made the adjustment put Ben Simmons on Trey, started doubling him, started doing some things. So you have, you got to credit Doc for those changes that he made in the second half. I thought that really once he went to the uh, the full court press, it was odd. It was odd to see the, the the Hawks have no answer for that. Like I remember in high school learning how to beat the full court press, right? Like you learn how to beat the full court press in high school. But, like, the Hawks were shook. It was like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And they clawed themselves and back into that game. But uh, going back to the first quarter, man, you know, they put up 42, 42 to 27 in that first quarter. Hawks really had to feel good about themselves. Um, As a team, they shot 72%. And you're wondering, like, this is the number one team in in the league, like Philadelphia. Like, if they're not number one, they're top three, like defensively. Like, what are you doing? Like, the Hawks shot 72% and they shot 50% from three, like six from 12. So, I don't know what they were doing defensively. I do know what they were doing wasn't working. <laughs> like, it wasn't working. And then, second quarter was like more of the same. You know, Hawks outscored the Sixers 32 to 27 in that half. And that's in that quarter. Again, Hawks are shooting 52% from the field. 63% from three, like they're not running the guys off the three-point line. I don't know what they were doing defensively in that first half, to be honest with you, first half. I don't know what they were doing. Like, I don't know, like, the scheme. I don't know if, if Atlanta was just really doing a great job with their ball movement, uh, if they're worried about, you know, them getting points in the paint. But, I mean, the second quarter, it was much more the same. So you thought Trey cut you up in the first quarter. He cut you up again in the second quarter for 13 more points, right? And again, he was the only guy in the Hawks in that quarter in the double figures, in double figures. Like I, I'm looking at the game book now. John Collins had two. Uh Bogey had three. Herter had three. But like Trey Young had 13, right? So like you you were just getting cut, you was getting cut up by Trey. And it was like, you're not really doing, you're not adjusting. I think I don't know if he was like, okay. I'm going to wait until the second half to make these adjustments because that's what he did. But Trey was cutting y'all up, man. He was cutting them up and there was nothing that they could do about it because if you try to run them off the three-point line, he's going to hit his man for, for, uh, for the assist, you know. And uh, I, I think that as this series goes on, it is really going to be interesting to see the chess match between Nate McMillan and Doc Rivers. Both of those guys are bonafide. Both of those guys have coached playoff games. Have, they, they know basketball. They know basketball. And it's going to be interesting to see the chess match. So listen, you go into the half. The Sixers, you don't giving this team a 20-point cushion. 20-point cushion. You're up by 20. You're up by 20. The Hawks are up by 20 in the half. Got to be feeling good about yourself. Got to be feeling good about yourself, and I'm gonna be honest with you. When I saw the news that DeAndre Hunter wasn't playing, I was very concerned for the Hawks. No disrespect to Solomon Hill. Everybody that 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 pulls for the Hawks, they love Solomon Hill. But I I, I thought that if you're looking at singular guys a, aside from Trae Young, who were instrumental in helping the Hawks get past the Knicks. I thought it was DeAndre Hunter. Like the defense that he played on Julius Randle and his ability to go side by side, side to side, his ability to hit that mid range. I thought that he was very instrumental in winning that series. And when I saw, like, oh, he's not playing, I was like, ooh. Like, again, no disrespect to Solomon Hill, but Solomon Hill's not going to give you what DeAndre Hunter gives you. Like, DeAndre Hunter is, is huge. And, and you wonder, like going forward, is that knee going to be a problem? I don't know. That's that. I don't have the answer. I wish I did, but I don't. So, I mean, if you're a Hawks fan, that's one thing you're going to have to monitor. Um, you know, Solomon Hill is a good guy. It, Solomon Hill is a good guy to Solomon Hill's like that guy at work. Whatever you need him to do, he'll do it. <laughs> like, oh, you need somebody to work on Saturday? We'll call Solomon. You need somebody to work that extra shift. You need somebody to go clean out the bat. We'll call Solomon. And Solomon will do that with, <laughs> with, with a smile on his face, right? So, again, this is not me bashing Solomon. It's just like, you look, understanding the skill set, right? This It's two different skill sets. But that's one thing to be worried about. But back to the game. Hawks go up by 20 coming out the second half. And I said to myself, Philly's about to make a run. Like Philly's about to do something. They are too good of a team to just let get run off the court in this first quarter, right? Too good of a team. So the third quarter happens. He makes the adjustment. You got Ben Simmons, who could arguably be the defensive player of the year going up on Trey. And I thought that it, I thought that Trey really had a tough time kind of adjusting to that. But not only do you have Big Simmons on there. Um, you're starting to trap more. They're starting to, you know, run that double team. And I thought they didn't, I didn't think that they handled it as well as when the Knicks tried it, right? Obviously, because Philly's a better defensive squad. But um, yeah, I, I just don't think that they handled it all of that well. And that third quarter, man, it, it was a doozy. You saw just how good Simmons and just how good Embiid are when they get locked in, (laughs) right? Like Joel Embiid is a very good basketball player. That ain't no like – and it's funny because a lot of folks – everybody was complaining about – everybody was complaining about the fouls. Like, look, I mean, it's it's funny because I I see both sides complaining about the fouls, right? You know, the Philly fans, oh, we're not getting fouls. Hawks fans complaining about the fouls. I did think that the Philly – I thought the officiating was kind of pro-Philadelphia, to be honest with you. But again, like, I'm not surprised. Like, they're at home. They're the number one seed. So they're going to get calls. And, like, I, I understand that. I respect the game. Like, Joel Embiid is going to get a foul before Solomon Hill. Right? Like, that's just what it is. going to get a foul before Trey Young most of the time. But a lot of people were complaining about the fouls. The fouls are what they are. Right? But that third quarter, man, you had Joel Embiid come out puts in 11 points in that quarter and just defensively they were just playing at a whole nother level man defensively uh Ben Simmons he only put four four points up in that third quarter but as a whole I thought that the intensity for Philly really increased in that third quarter somebody said something like oh you know the Sixers didn't wait to play uh defense until the fourth quarter nah Jack it was that third quarter (laughs) it was that third quarter they started playing that defense and started stifling the Hawks. So the third quarter was the first quarter that the Sixers won. They won the quarter 29 to 25, which is only really four points, but they went into that fourth quarter with uh, uh, some energy, right? They went into that fourth quarter with with some like confidence. Okay, we kind of know what we're doing now with this trap thing. We're going to adjust a little bit, and we know how to put some pressure on it. And the Hawks didn't really respond too well. You know, they didn't respond too well, they go on a uh, seven 0 run. They cut the lead initially to 14 with a close to around the five minute mark. Right. It was about five minute mark. They cut it to about 14 and the Hawks respond with five straight points an and one from John Collins and a baseline dunk from (laughs) Gallinari. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, You heard the story that I I, I said about Gallinari and the baseline dunk that he did. Pause just a quick moment and let me tell you a story. So my son is uh, (laughs) in the sixth grade and my son is very fast at running. And he's always said, oh, uh, you know, I can beat you in running, dad. I can beat you in running. Yo, I was fast when I was a kid, too. Key point, when I was a kid. He's like, Dad, we're going to race. I'm like, all right, we're going to race. You know, put it off, put it off. One day we was outside the bike park. I'm like, all right, E, we're going to race, right? I'm thinking to myself, ain't nobody beat me in a foot race since I was in the fifth grade. We start running. And when I tell you this little joker <laughs> was running, like, I think I marked off maybe 40 yards. And I could, I, I, I wanted to shift into that second gear. But I simply could not do it. (laughs) I simply could not do it. Like Father Time was like, nope, we're not finna do that today. And when I finished, I was seeing stars. I tell that story because I think that when Gallinari went baseline and he dunked the ball, I'm almost certain that's how he felt. (laughs) I'm almost certain that's how he felt. I'm sure he was seeing stars. I'm sure he was like dizzy but like Gallo goes baseline dunks the ball the the timeline on twitter just went nuts with him you know dunking the ball it was just a very uh hilarious moment man very hilarious moment but yeah um so they get the lead kicked back up to i think what i think it was like uh, 19 or so <clears throat> and then Philly just i mean they just consist they consistently put that press on him again there was nothing there that they could do with him. Trey comes back in the game in the fourth quarter with about eight minutes left, and they were up 17, right? He comes back in the game, eight minutes left, up 17. And I'll give another credit to um, Nate McMillan for this. In the second half, once they started trapping Trey, doing all of these things, um, he went with Kevin Herter, over Solomon Hill because he realized he needed a ball handler, he needed shooting, and I thought that was a good, like, reaction play. I thought that was a good reaction coaching. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Nate for that. And I thought Kevin Herter played really well. I thought he played really well. And to me, he makes the pass of the game uh, when things are starting to, like, slip away. He manages to, like, fake this pass and get it down court to John Collins who gets uh, the breakaway and the and one. I mean, not the air one, but the clear path file, huge game for Kevin Herter. I thought he played uh, really well tonight, but uh, they go back and forth. You guys saw how the game ended and it was just like, man, it was, it was wild because the Hawks didn't know how to, how not they didn't know how to break a press. Like they didn't was like they had nothing like they, you could tell they hadn't been prepared for it. They hadn't practiced it. It wasn't like something that they could just know how to do because you always resort back to your training. That's why I tell people all the time you always resort back to your training. And if you've never even been training, you haven't been practicing how to break the press, they didn't know how to break the press. It was like they would take the ball out, Hurdle would be standing there, Bogey would stand there, and Trey be standing there. Nobody's setting picks for each other. Nobody's shooting down the thing. Nobody's trying to get to the middle. It's like we inbound it, we get trapped. Then what are we going to do? Nobody had an answer for the press. So um, Hawks got lucky. Like, they got lucky with that one. They got lucky with that one because that could have gone really bad really quick, really bad really quick, man. But nevertheless, despite getting <laughs> outscored 41-29, to Hawks get the victory. Uh, they get outscored in that second half 70-54, to but they still managed to gut out a 128 to 124 win big buckets from Kevin Herter, big buckets from Bogdanovich. You probably hit the, the, the the shot of the game when he hit that three, when the Hawks were down by four and they were just bleeding. They were just like leak, like nothing was working offensively. Nothing was working offensively. Bogey hits a big shot. And I, I told folks last in the last series, Trey's going to do his thing, but Bogey's going to be the guy that breaks your back. Bogey's going to be the guy that breaks your back, because unless you have been following the Hawks, unless you have been following the Hawks, you have not witnessed what this guy has been doing these last two months of the season going into the playoffs. Every time that man shoots, I think it's going in. Every time he shoots, I think it's going in. Bogey is the guy that's going to break your back. Trey's going to get his 30 and nine. He's going to do what he does. Clint's going to do what he does, but Bogey's going to be the guy that breaks your back. Because even in the next series, he is the guy making those huge, big shots. Today, he had a little help with Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter hit some big shots as well. So, again, good win for the Hawks. 128 to 124. And, um, yeah, man, big big win for them. We're going to transition into a segment called the good, the bad, and the ugly. And for those who uh, are are normal listeners to the podcast, you guys know how we do. It's just we kind of break down the game. I give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sometimes I don't have a good. Sometimes I may not have an ugly. But uh, either way, we're going to go good, bad, and ugly. So, tonight, I do have one for all three. I do have one for all three. And we're going to do this from a Hawks standpoint. So it's going to be kind of a Hawks standpoint because this is a Hawks podcast. (laughs) So the good, bad, and the ugly. And if you're in the chat, man, go ahead and give me any good, bad, and the ugly for today. And uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll interact with you. The good for me is this, for the Hawks. It was that first quarter, man. It was that first quarter. Like, that could be borderline great. (laughs) <laughs> like I can rename this segment great, bad, and the ugly, but that first quarter when you put up 42 points and they only put up 27, that was the difference in the game. That was what gave you the cushion that when y'all was trying to throw the game away, <laughs> when y'all was trying to throw the game away, that allowed you to make all those mistakes in that first quarter. So for me, if you're looking at it from a hawk standpoint, the good, it's definitely that first quarter for the Hawks. Definitely that first quarter for the Hawks. Um, let me go to my guy, DT, checking in from YouTube. Said, Embiid is so good outside of Shaq and the King. You'd be hard-pressed to find another five as skilled as Embiid in these last three, four decades possibly ever. He put up a ridiculous line with a knee. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. Indeed on Embiid. <laughs> yeah, man, that dude got moves on top of moves. He got moves on top of moves. And, like, like his health is going to be crucial because they play differently when he's not there, but he does so many good things, man. And the Hawks don't have an answer for him. They don't have an answer for him. But nobody in the league has really had an answer for him. But, yeah, Embiid's a dog. Embiid is a dog. He had 39-9 and today, light work, right? 39-9 and light work. And I thought he left some buckets out on the floor. <laughs> like Embiid is a killer. Like, don't get me talking about Embiid. He's a killer man. He he is a good dude. Um, as far as the bad for, for uh, the game, the bad for me was just everyone complained about the refs. I thought the refs kind of inserted them. I, I let me not say that. I don't think the refs inserted themselves into the game. I don't think the game was really that uh, officiated, that good. I don't think it was as bad as Hawks fans would lead you to believe. And I don't think it is as bad as, as as Sixers fans would have you to believe. But I don't believe it was officiated that well. I don't believe it was officiated that well. But that, that was kind of the bad to me. And and, and if, if you want to throw in stuff, I want to be picky. I don't like when fans complain about the officials. Like, it is what it is, man. Like, you know, you're not going to get every call. You know, you're going to want every call because you're a fan. But you got to understand, you're not gonna get every call. Like they're gonna miss some. They some sometimes they're gonna let them go, especially in the playoffs. Man, they're gonna let them dudes play. You know. So yeah, that, that was kind of my bad. The ugly, without a doubt, is the finish. Like the last three minutes was trash. If you're a Hawks fan, like like I don't know what to tell you. Like that last like last three to four minutes was trash. Like that was definitely the ugly um, for, for the day. I mean, the Hawks who did, how, how do you not know how to break a press? Like, I, like I hit my guy there. I got to the game. Like, yo, like we practiced this in high school, get the ball to the middle. You know what I'm saying? You got one guy that's going to shoot out. You got two guys like, yo, you'll learn how to break a press. You learned that in high school, but you know, I'm not going to get on that soapbox. But yeah, that was the good, the bad and the ugly for me. Um, as far as takeaways, again, like the major takeaway from this game is really look, you play a tailor two halves. First half, you play really well. Second half, they made adjustments. You had trouble adjusting to those adjustments. But because your first half was so good, you still managed to get the W. That's big. So now you're going into game two with house money. All you really want in those first two games is a split, right? Like all you want is a split. So now you're going in there with house money. You got to get your confidence back because you didn't end the game the way you wanted to end the game. I mean, you got the dub, but you don't feel good about it because of the way you, you, you had to, you know, you almost pissed away a 20 point lead. You don't feel good about yourself. So, I mean, that's kind of a major takeaway. But at the end of the day, you're going into this game, game two one to oh and they're already at a, at a situation where they got to win like you can't give up the first two games I don't care if you're number one seed or whatever like you can't give up two games at home unless the series goes like <laughs> like the Clippers and the Mavs that are currently playing now uh yeah I, I don't envision it being that type of series where the away team is just winning every game so nah yeah but that is the good bad and the ugly um Let's get into the fab five. So each game, I always pick uh, five players for the Hawks who I believe are, the, were the five best performers for the Hawks. Sometimes it's the starters, Sometimes it's the bench guy. Sometimes it's, it's a mix of both, but um, yeah. So I, I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with four starters and one guy off the bench. I'm going to go with four starters, one guy off the bench. And again, no disrespect to solomon hill <laughs> no disrespect to solomon hill i love solo but uh, i i got to slide my guy kevin herter in there man kevin herter played 28 minutes uh 15 points uh 6 and 9 shooting again i thought he made the pass of the game where they're struggling to get out of that 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 full court trap and he makes that pass to john collins and john collins gets you know the uh the breakaway and everything Huge pass. Huge pass for Kevin Herter. That shot he hit in the uh, in the corner with, like, five minutes left, a big three. Huge shot. Um, I thought that shot was almost as big as the shot that Bogey made. Uh, I thought Kevin Herter played a really good game, man. And, and you'll see when we talk about player of the game, you even had some Hawks fans saying that he was the player of the game. So shout out to Kevin Herter. He is part of the Fab Five. <clears throat> Next up, I'm going to go John Collins. 21 points. For John, uh, four boards. I like to see him a little bit more active on the boards. Uh, only four boards today. But, um, you know, I, I thought he had a better second half than he did first half. And, you know, and under disrespect, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard for John to uh, find his way in the offense. Uh, but I thought he, he played really well in that second quarter. Finishing with 21 points, like you can't really be mad at that. You can't really be mad at that. I thought John was good when he had to be. And uh, I would just like to see four quarters from John. And, uh, yeah, so he's part of the five Five as well. Next, we're going to go to Clint Capella. 11 points, 11 boards. Uh, Clint doing what Clint does. You know what I'm saying? Had a blocked shot. Just a defensive presence. I thought he did as well as he could against Embiid. That's a tough matchup for him. That's a tough cover for him because how far are you going to go out? Are you going to let Embiid just shoot the three-all game? Because he'll kill you there. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna come up and, and play him at the free throw line. He'll kill you there. You know you're gonna get him on the block. He's got moves on the block. Very tough cover for for uh, for Clint Capella all c uh, all series. But I hope Trey recognizes that and keeps him involved in the offense with these pick and rolls, pick and pops, hitting them with the alley oops. But yeah, Clint Capella is <clears throat> the third guy in the group, and of course the final two guys the backcourt Bogdan Bogdanovich finishing with 21 points uh let me see 21 points five assists he was five or 12 from three um big shot bogey like I mean like again like bogey is the guy that's gonna kill you with them big shots you know and uh I didn't think he had his best shooting game but he made that shot when he needed to make it and that's what you brought him here for like, that's what you brought him here for. So 21 for Bogey. Uh, he's definitely part of the Fab Five. And definitely, listen, check or tray. What can you say? 35 points, 10 assists, and uh, 11 to 23 shooting. I thought, I don't think he ended the ball. I don't think he ended the quarter well. It well ended the game well. I don't think nobody ended the game well. But um, 35 points and 10 assists, like, you're not going to be nitpicky on that. Like, you're not going to be nitpicky on that. Trey had a a great game and uh, salute to the Hawks, man. 128 to 124, getting the victory over the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, taking a one game lead over uh, those boys from Philly, man. What a game. What a game. So let's go to our Twitter and find out who – you guys thought was the player of the game. I always like to read you guys uh, your responses. So, again, if you're on Twitter, make sure you're following us on Twitter. If you're watching us on Twitter, what's up? Uh, shout out to y'all. If you're watching us on uh, YouTube, what up? If you're watching us on Facebook, what up? Um, and you guys always kill me. You guys always kill me with your responses. You guys know how we do. After each game, win or lose, I, I, I ask my Twitter followers, I say, Who? was your player of the game and <laughs> i think i think last week one, one 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 podcast we actually went with julius randall as the hawks player of the game because i got so many i got so many responses for julius randall i like bump it. he's the player of the game like i'm sick of y'all like yeah but like it's fun it's fun so let me read some of their uh let's see on twitter my guy nate nate blanchette he said Bogdan bailed us out. Herder had that killer pass, but Trey also. So yeah, he gave me three, three he gave me three names. That's how y'all do. I asked y'all for a play of the game. Y'all give me three people. <laughs> it's all to the good though. My homegirl Bria Janelle, she checked in. She said, Trey. Uh, this is a funny one. To uh, who was this? A- Atlanta Hawks S N on Twitter. He showed me. I don't know if I can show you the guy's face. Let me see if I can show you the guy's face. He said that guy was the player of the game. (laughs) So there was one Hawks fan that kept getting all the airplay during the broadcast. Every time the Hawks did something, this dude and his queen that was like, yeah, you know, Hawks this. His girl's like waving the flag. It was funny, man. So, yeah, Uh, he said that guy was his player of the game. Let me see. Let me read a few more. Let me see. Let me see. Uh who else? Who else? Um the dogzilla. He said Ben Simmons at the free throw line. Look, y'all don't want to do right. Y'all don't want to do that. Right. Here we go. Call Cole 504 15 722. He said Kevin Herder. Thank you, sir. Uh, Bruce Banner one says bogey strictly off of that clutch three. And uh, let's see, Alib Derrick, he said, to answer your question, Collins a Herder. We're both magnificent, and uh, let me see if I can read one more. J.F. Sutton Jr. said Kevin Herter. So, look, a lot of folks saying Kevin Herter gets player of the game. I'm going to go with the crew. I'm going to go with the crew, man. I'm going to go, and, and look, I don't want to sneeze on Trey's 35 and 10 because without the 35 and 10, you definitely not going to win that game. Trey don't give you that cushion in the first half. you definitely not going to win that game. But listen, Trey don't got a lot of player of the games, right? Let's be honest. We're going to spread the wealth. We're going to spread the wealth. We're going to spread the love. And we're going to give Kevin Herter, today's player of the game, six man coming off the bench, 15 points, hits a big three when this team had, uh, when they were struggling offensively. So Kevin Herter, you are going to get our Hawks beat player of the game man salute to you sir and uh yeah man good game for you good game for the hawks uh, as a team but before we get up out of here just want to give you guys and uh let you guys know make sure you do this make sure you go by the website the and i don't have the the video commercials that i that i should run i should um have those when I do my video, but I don't. I, I'll, I'll inject those into the audio podcast. Swim by thehawksbeat.com, and I need you to check out our sponsors. Our three sponsors. We got our guy, the Dow Family Fitness. Uh, he is the chiropractor of the Hawks Beat. Go by our website. You can see his banner. Go check him out. If you're having any back pain, if you're having any type of pain, our guy, Dr. Dow, is going to get you right. Make sure you go check him out. Also, make sure you check out our guy Tillman, who's uh, he was the purveyor of Tillman's trinkets and things. So, if you're looking for some stuff for Father's Day, you want a nice little wrist, I mean, nice little bracelet, little necklace, or something. My guy does great work, man. He does great work. Hit him up, go to the website. You can get to his page from our page. Let him know the Hawks Beat sent you. And uh, he'll, he'll he'll take care of you. I promise he'll take care of you, man. He's done work for me. Done done bracelets for my daughter and my wife. Does a great job. And lastly, but not least, uh, hit up us, <clears throat> hit up our guys over at Manscaped. Manscaped. Now listen, it's summertime. It's hot outside. I know some of you guys are a little. You know you don't want to go into the summertime with all that bush and all that stuff going on. Manscaped's gonna get you right. Go to Manscaped get you a trimmer, get you some of that uh they got toner, they got oils and sprays, they got a whole bunch of stuff. They have uh light uh lightweight boxers for you that let 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 things breathe. Go to manscape.com. Type in the promo code hawksbeat, 20% off your order and you get free shipping. Again, go to manscape, promo code is hawksbeat, 20% off your order and they're gonna give you free shipping. So, I think, ladies and gentlemen, I think we got that all. So, again, make sure, make sure, make sure that you subscribe to the Hawksbeat podcast. Give us a rating, five stars. If you don't, we gonna think you a hater, like Bomani says. If you don't give us five stars, we gonna think you a hater. <laughs> but support the show. We appreciate all the love, all of the regular listeners, all those who tune in whenever. As always, man, we appreciate the love. Appreciate all the listeners. And like we said at the end of every podcast, man, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E, love. Peace.
0: We out. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Lays it in to Trey, two seconds, one, Trey's floater!